Which I, I know a lot of people like Deadpool, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. The Tesla Q podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial, investment, or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the Tesla Q podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they do not have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the Tesla Q podcast. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everyone out there here on January 21st, 2019. We've had quite a quite a time here at the Tesla Q podcast, ramping up much faster than I anticipated when I started it, thanks to the interview with Tesla Charts that was very well received gotten quite a few good reviews on that some of the some of my favorite ones one was a bull who said that he enjoyed it one was a apparently a 10 year old who enjoyed the voice effects of tesla charts the same 10 year old apparently compared the quote the raven podcast to deadpool which i I know a lot of people like deadpool so that's not necessarily a bad thing and uh i noted that uh chris irons also gave a another shout out to the podcast here on his friday podcast with mark spiegel Uh, i'd like to thank him for that as we are definitely not trying to compete against each other, but we have slightly different market niches that we're trying to fill. But uh, needless to say, with the 40-plus minute and nearly hour-long segment of the Tesla Charts interview, my initial goal podcast length of 10 to 15 minutes has kind of been blown out of the water. The rampant quality of podcast episode has been quite a bit higher than I initially anticipated before starting and now I feel all that more obligated to live up to that standard of quality that's been set. So that's what I'm going to do with both the solo episodes and interview episodes as we move forward. With the pace of news with Tesla, I need to be able to self-edit some episodes so they can get out there quicker than Tesla Charts interview, which was amazing. I'll forever be grateful to Evacuation Boy and to Tesla Charts for helping make that happen. It's fantastic. The audio work that Evacuation Boy did was great. Gotten feedback that, you know, a lot of people, when they first heard Tesla Charts' altered voice, it was a little bit harsh, but a minute or two into listening to the interview, it it just faded into the background and, and the content of what he said really was able to shine through without the altered voice being too much of a distraction. Perhaps the best part of the altered voice was that it showed that the podcast is capable of doing that. Uh, we plan to have future interviews with more members of Tesla Q. Primarily, I would prefer to not need to alter people's voices, but if someone wants to be a guest and would be a, a good guest and needs to have their voice altered, the capability does exist as proven by the two-part interview with Tesla Charts. I have already had a few people reach out to me about being a guest, and I have reached out to a few people as well. I have one interview on my schedule and several more that will be added to the schedule in the near future. So, got some more interviews coming up. If Elon or Kimball or Antonio Gracias or any other board members or Tesla luminaries would like to be interviewed on the show, just let me know. I'll give you some airtime and let you try to convince me that Tesla is about to be wildly profitable for the rest of time. And speaking of wildly profitable, this podcast is not wildly profitable, but we do now have a link on the Square Cash app where you can donate to the podcast to help continue it and offset some of the costs of production and hosting and everything. So if you want to find that, you can go to the Square Cash app and search for Tesla Q Podcast. That's T-S-L-A-Q Podcast. Or you can go to cash.me slash Tesla Q Podcast on any web browser. 
may set up a Patreon account for the podcast in the future, but for now, I don't have one set up yet. But a monetary contribution is probably the second best way to encourage this podcast to continue, along with the reviews on Twitter or uh, I guess on iTunes as well. I, I don't I haven't yet checked iTunes to see if there are any reviews. But apparently that's kind of a big deal for podcasts to have good reviews on iTunes. So drop one over there if you want to. And with that out of the way, and since it's still sort of the weekend, since it's a three-day weekend for a lot of people, we should have a little bit of a weekend update. Not quite SNL weekend update style, as I am not exactly a comedian. But considering that we recorded the Tesla Charts interview on Thursday, and I didn't have time to do a a full-length podcast between then and now, there has been a lot of news in Tesla land, particularly the layoffs that were announced at about 3 a.m. on Friday. Over the weekend, there was a lady who talked about her husband losing his job, subsequently followed up with an article in the Mercury News. It sounds like her and her husband may have had a little bit of a misunderstanding about how vesting works with Tesla option or equity awards, I should say. So they're they're quite upset and they're in a, a bad financial situation. So just keep those people in your thoughts as uh, they have a pretty rough time. Don't celebrate too much about the, the share price decline of Tesla over the over Friday. Keep in mind that real people are losing their jobs here and that's part of why Tesla Q exists because we have some stakeholders who need to be informed about the risks of investments that don't actually sustainably make money. If you don't sustainably make money, you can't pay employees and terrible situations like this happen. I know a big big part of what Tesla claims their purpose is is environmental sustainability, but if they're not financially sustainable, they can't do anything to help the environment. So that's just something to keep in mind that I feel like gets overlooked a bit too often. So people who are at risk of losing their jobs or losing large amounts of capital if they have too large of a position in Tesla equity are just a few of the constituents that Tesla Q is really on the lookout for. That's some of the stakeholders who our actions in researching Tesla are trying to help out in some some small way or possibly a big way if you are able to avoid a large capital loss by exiting your position before it collapses. Not to say that it is absolutely definitely going to collapse because I obviously don't know the future and somebody could inject some liquidity into the company and cause them to survive and maybe there's the chance that new management would come in in addition to some injection of liquidity that actually knows how to produce cars in an efficient manner. So like I said, I don't know the future. I don't know the next step of the simulation. So don't take anything that I say as trading advice. But even more so, don't overlook the risks that Tesla is blaring with bright lights and loud noises. They are real and you shouldn't ignore them. So just keep all those things in mind as you make investing decisions. To some extent, you should always gather as much information as you can, but you also have to beware of paralysis by analysis where you try to gather too much information and never actually make a final decision. That can also be detrimental. But enough of that advice. Let's get back to the weekend update for Tesla. If I'm remembering correctly, I have not yet mentioned that Tesla decided to end their referral program. That ends as of February 1st. That seems to be a way to save some cash. Additionally, over the weekend, the supercharger rates were raised across the world. There were some calculations done, I saw them linked on Twitter, that showed that supercharging is now more expensive than 
using a gasoline-powered vehicle in terms of the cost of fuel versus the cost of electricity. It was pointed out to me by Model 3 Vins that the supercharging cost is not, not a singular thing to consider as much as a weighted average cost to fuel an electric vehicle. So that's one good point that the Bulls made that, that I have to grant them. But although I grant them that point, the raising of the price of supercharging is still indicative of an attempt to, to gain more cash in the future, if nothing else. I saw that Greg Wester took that news as highly bullish because it means that Tesla will make more money in the future. But the bear side, taking that item, the ending of the referral program, and the layoffs, and the reduced guidance from the layoff announcement, taking those four items in totality, the bears see quite a cash crunch on Tesla's hand. There's even speculation that those actions may all be coming from someone other than Elon Musk himself, possibly Alvarez and Marsal, A&M, they're the restructuring firm whose plane happened to be in the same location as Antonio Gracias's plane while Elon Musk was in China and or Europe. Another possibility would be that Larry Ellison has gotten some religion and and started to force Tesla to make some decisions to better their cash position going forward. But regardless of what the cause is, the actions of the past week are pretty clear that Tesla needs to operate more efficiently at a minimum. So even the layoff news was taken as a positive by many Tesla bulls who think that Tesla is now going to be a whole lot more efficient because they have fewer workers that they don't need. So that is one prime example of news items that could be taken either bullishly or bearishly, depending on your perspective. I know how I take the news items, and of course I know how some of the Tesla bulls take the news items. Ultimately, I think we'll find out which side was more accurate in their perspective. One additional item from over the weekend is that Tesla Charts posted a long thread about his VIN research. The main summary of the thread is that using cross-checking of a few different data sources, there seems to be a consistent approximately 15,500 missing Model 3s as of the end of October of 2018, based on what has been registered versus what Tesla claimed to have produced and sold. And additionally, at the end of the thread, he includes the most recent update to the the VIN registrations that shows a pretty marked uptick over just the last two weeks subsequent to when he started really hammering on the VIN question, which may indicate that the explain the VINs hashtag may be having a real impact on how quickly VINs are being registered. A new to me theory about the missing VINs popped up uh, towards the end of an excellent thread this morning from El Gato Malo, and that is that possibly the Model 3s were never produced, and that's why they never have been registered, but that perhaps the boring company paid Tesla for the, the Model 3s, which is a pretty far out there theory, but based on some of the other uses of resources and intermingling of finances of Elon Musk's companies, Perhaps it's not the most outlandish theory out there. I highly recommend that you check out that thread if you haven't yet. I retweeted it this morning and it includes Scooby-Doo Magical Mystery Bus image in the first tweet of the thread. The parts of the thread that I particularly enjoyed were towards the middle. I'll, I'll read a couple tweets here. 
Your companies keep running into trouble. They need capital. They're failing because their economics stink. At any one time, one of these companies is, quote, hot and can raise piles of money on the cheap. What would really help is if you could raise capital there and spend it elsewhere. So you cross-invest. You say, as an example, use a rocket company to buy the debt of a flailing solar company to keep it afloat. This ups your risk. So if, for example, this does not fix the solar company, you have to buy it outright with a car company by pretending it has a hot product coming. Of course, this puts a ton of pressure on the car company. It's saddled with this solar disaster. You've made big promises to raise more capital to float that. You realize you could not meet them. You need more cash to flow in, ideally. You'd like to pretend it was high margin revenues. You need a new business, one that has some specific cash flow characteristics. It needs to get paid cash up front, have long project timelines, work in an industry with buyers that are not cost conscious, and use percentage of completion accounting to mask what's going on until the bitter end. What does that sound like? It sounds like the boring company. So I'll leave the rest of the thread for you to read. But those parts are pretty clearly talking about SpaceX purchasing Solar City bonds, Tesla purchasing Solar City, and a possible reason that the boring company might exist. That being its cash flow characteristics, project timelines, and the customers being targeted. I think it might be safe to say that Tesla Q's new favorite nickname for Elon Musk is the subsidy truffle hound and boring tunnels for municipal customers definitely has some potential for some subsidies. So that might be one reason that the boring company exists. And with that, I think it might be time to start wrapping this show up. Since it was Martin Luther King Day when I started recording this episode, uh, I have a list here of some quotes from Martin Luther King Jr., And a few of them caught my eye in being potentially applicable to Tesla Q. Obviously, these quotes had a different context when they were made, and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone, but there were a few that, taken in a different context, could have some application. So the first one that I'll read is as follows. Nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I'll let you decide who that might be referring to in regards to Tesla Q. Next one. When you are right, you cannot be too radical. When you are wrong, you cannot be too conservative. Uh, Another one here. Almost always, the creative, dedicated minority has made the world better. And a final one that I'll read here. Nonviolence is a powerful and just weapon. Indeed, it is a weapon unique in history, which cuts without wounding and ennobles the man who wields it. So... Depending on your perspective, you could you could apply those to the debate about Tesla. I'd like to think that my being nice on this podcast is a form of verbal nonviolence. Should be a pretty big day tomorrow as it's the first trading day after the layoff day. We've had the end of the referral program, the layoff, the increasing of the supercharging cost, really cold temperatures that have shown some extreme extremely extremely slow supercharging i saw four hours and 50 minutes if i remember correctly to go from 17 or 19 miles to a full charge which to me is just almost unfathomable that somebody would value their time so little that they would put up with that but i don't own a fully electric vehicle so i guess i'm not their target market so after a three-day weekend the markets will be open again tomorrow 
don't take anything from this podcast as trading advice. With that, I think it's time to call that episode number 11 of the Tesla Q podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.